0: Hey everyone, I'm Sydney, I'm Anjana, and I'm EPSA, and welcome to Reimagined. So the three of us recently graduated from college, and now we're navigating the world of postgrad experiences during a year that definitely has been quite the catalyst for change. This podcast is going to be a platform for young women to think critically about the society we currently live in and have meaningful discussions on creating a better future. Every Thursday, two of us will be interviewing women who are rethinking and reshaping our workplaces, politics, the environment, entire industries, or even just their own lives. So follow us as we navigate our own personal and professional journeys and meet some kick-ass women along the way. We hope their stories empower you to reimagine your own journey. Whatever you're passionate about, reimagine it. So Hannah, I know in today's world, a lot of conversations are happening just about the hot topic of NFTs, crypto, Web3, all that jazz. Um, where do you stand in those combos in, in that world? Where are you at? Um, I wish I had a better answer for you, but
1: <laughs> probably from our conversations right around where you're at. Yeah, we're um, kind of on the same boat. I'll share a perfect story about where I'm at. So the first time I met Alana, our amazing superstar guest for today's episode, she was actually working um, at the same company that I am now and was visiting the team in New York for the day in our WeWork that we were working at. And I was super excited to meet a coworker in person. I mean, when do you ever get to do that these days? And I was making small talk, asked her, you know, hey, what brings you to the city? And she responded that she was there for an NFT conference. And immediately I'm thinking, wow, that's so cool. What the heck do I say next? I have nothing educated to add to this conversation. And she's going to think I'm really stupid. And we kind of got into it, but again, didn't have a lot to add. And I remember being mad at myself because I so wanted to be able to engage with her and learn more about why she was there and what she was doing and what was this NFT conference and what exactly do they do there, um, and so I that will always stick with me and that honestly inspired me to a get more educated about this world and b ask Alana to come educate us all. And honestly, the episode was
0: very inspiring and powerful and it kind of wanted me to like spark the conversations and even based off of like alana's twitter bio and just like who she is as a person she currently is in the world of like crypto nft and angel investor and she's just really empowering women to have a stake in this world and to be financially independent so obviously we had to have her on the pod and i'm so stoked for you all to listen to this combo and hopefully kind of spark your own interest um in this world and if not At least you got to get a little take of what it all entails. And I have to
1: shout out at Trading Female, which is Alana's online persona. Um, That is where she is basically one of the leading female contributors or working on being one of the leading female contributors in this space, in the Twitterverse. And I were just talking about how it's a whole nother world on <laughs> within that Twitter world, and we're looking to get involved. Um, so go tre- check out at Trading Female after this if you like what you hear. And we will also be linking this amazing resource if you're interested in learning more to the description on Spotify, and it will be in the link tree on our Instagram. So, again. Looking to educate yourself, we've got you, so are we, and we are going to share this resource that Alana passed our way, so it's just
0: people helping people, helping people over here. Help me help you guys.
1: (laughs) This podcast is really exciting for, I feel like, all of our listeners, but also Epsa and I, like, we are just excited to learn, that's what we were saying before we jumped on with you, Yeah. and I feel like so many of the people that are listening to this, as well as the two of us are sitting here wondering where to even start, um, if we wanna become a player in this world that we're hearing so much about now. Um, and I feel like you have kind of like an intro to this world story or how you have originally got involved, Alana, that I would love to hear, just to start out with story time, like how did you get involved with NFTs, crypto, and the space you find yourself in now?
2: Yeah, so I guess to start, like, before I really got into NFTs, um, I was an investor in crypto, but specifically Bitcoin, Ethereum. But before I was an investor, I was really skeptical. I'm like, this is completely a scam. What is this? And finally, like, everybody got the hype of the Bitcoin, and you started hearing about it more. So I just started putting in money. Still, like, not completely understanding it. And I think when I started getting into NFTs last June, is when it kind of all started making sense to me and the value of it. But um, I first got into NFTs because my friend worked out at an NFT art gallery in Venice. And he was like, Alana, we're actually getting these free NFTs, um, come to the gallery and mint uh, crypto Venetian is what they're called. So I was like, okay, so I go there, I had to pay this thing that's called gas fees in order to get it, I paid like $40. I was like, why am I paying this? I could go get like a nice dinner in Venice. Like, this is stupid. Like I hated every part of it. So I got this random NFT, this picture. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So it was June. And then August, like started hearing about it more. And my boyfriend kept pushing like, oh, started Twitter, started Twitter. And I'm like, okay, fine. I was like, so I went with that same friend that told me about the gallery and we went to the beach one day and probably sat there for four hours asking questions like, what is this thing in my wallet? I keep hearing about NFTs more, what is this? Like, I don't even know what to do with this thing. So finally I went back home and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna start Twitter. And so I took a CryptoPunk and I was like, that's gonna be my profile picture. And I showed my friend and he's like, Alana, you can't do that. You don't own a CryptoPunk. CryptoPunks are like hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't own a CryptoPunk. I was like, okay, fine. (laughs) yeah, I was like, I'll just use my crypto Venetian. So I was like staring at it and I'm like, it kind of looks like me. It's in a white dress. It's, I don't have rainbow hair, but that's what mine looks like. It's like a rainbow mohawk. And I was like, you know what? I could be the IRL crypto Venetian. So I put us a profile picture. i write this whole thing, like first IRL NFT. And I go to a friend and I'm like, hey, we're going to go around Venice and you're going to take pictures of me and I'm going to be the first IRL NFT. So basically just started taking pictures and from there it just kind of grew. I got the handle Trading Female um, and I just started networking with people and probably spent all my free time not in my full-time job just talking to people, and networking. And then you realize that once you get your first one, you kind of just want more. It's like this weird addiction. So I started buying more and selling more and yeah, that was a lot of information, but.
1: No, that's so, you know. so cool. I knew that there was like, some art gallery story that we wanted to dig into. Because when I met you the first time and you were telling me that, I was like, okay, this is so cool. Every other word is going over my head, but this is cool. (laughs)
0: Um, Okay, well. That's insane. Especially like the IRL, like that's just creative,
2: like what you were doing. Yeah. Well, so the great part about this NFT is right now you could just go to a website and you could go Mm -hmm. buy one. It's not that hard. But this project in Venice, was trying to get people like me and new people not in the space to come in real life. And then you'd actually mint it in person. So it was free. They would give you the NFT, but you had to be there. So mm-hmm. I think that instilled in me like, oh, this IRL NFT that I really liked. And I liked how they brought more people in. And then I kind of combined the two to become the IRL NFT.
0: Oh my gosh. right. That's so cool. I also kind of want to take it like one step back. So I feel like now a lot of people like have like a kind of general idea, just being on Twitter and being on the internet of like NFTs and crypto. But could you just in like literal simplest of terms, like if you had to explain it to like a, an elementary school kid, how would you explain the concept of crypto and like the concept of NFTs to them? If you could. So I'm definitely sure you could. A loaded
2: question. <laughs> um NFTs is just digital ownership. So like right now, somebody takes a picture. They put it online and before NFTs, there was no way to confirm whose picture Mm -hmm. it was. There was no way of somebody to get royalties if somebody used that picture, like your background right now in this Zoom. It's like, well, whose picture is that? You have no idea. Well, now crypto and NFTs allows you to actually go back to the main source of that picture. And also every time somebody uses that picture and buys it and Mm -hmm. trades it, the original person who took that picture gets money paid out to them. So before, there was just no way to trace that. And now using the blockchain, you're able to actually trace who owns it and give back to them for utilizing and buying that picture.
1: Interesting. Phenomenal. I know. I've never thought about it like in an ownership perspective like that. I mean, still wrapping my head around it, but that's a good way to (laughs) put it down for sure. And I feel like one more term that you used a lot in your story that I feel like we want to define is... What is it what do you mean when you say I went they wanted people to come mint NFTs in person like can you tell us what that experience is like or what that looks like
2: Yeah so that one was very different than what usually would be to mint something but basically you just go ahead and you it's written on the blockchain you could think of a mint so you go ahead and either you buy something on the blockchain and then it's like sent to you so when you meant something, it's actually traced on the blockchain, written on the blockchain. And then obviously that digital ownership is now, could be traced back.
1: Got it. Got it. So it's kind of establishing your ownership on the blockchain of this specific NFT. Yep.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, cool. Well, now that we have like I know we're so educated. (laughs) (laughs) We know everything. I want to go back to a little bit more about your brand because I know you, we kind of talked about, you know, the creativity that you had behind getting it started, but I know there's a lot more behind your online persona as far as being a female in this space. I mean, specifically your name is Trading Female. um, And I'm pretty sure from stalking your Twitter bio last night that you talk about um, empowering women to take a role in this world of crypto NFTs and, um, you know, find it financial empowerment in this world. Can you talk more about that? Like what what's the driver behind that and why, why trading female, I guess?
2: Yeah, so I would say from childhood, like my dad has always worked and my mom never worked. And from my mom's perspective, and even though she wouldn't really say it, it was always like she felt like she was spending my dad's money, even though my mom's her whole life taking care of me and my sister it was like, my dad's the one who made the money. And my dad would come home, my mom would have dinner, she'd be that person. But I always had the opposite perspective since I was younger, where I will always say like, I always want to have a job, I always want to be financially independent, I never want to feel like I have to rely on somebody else. And so that's always been kind of my perspective. And so when I got really into crypto and it's all men, like even now when I'm in venture, we talk to so many men founders, but I keep trying to find more women in the space. Mm -hmm. Most of my friends have no idea what crypto is. Nonetheless, NFTs or what I even do on the side. So Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to bring more people in. And when I say empower, it's more just kind of having conversations like this or educating more people or giving their friends their first NFTs that they have one, that's trying to bring more people in. And I think one of the most exciting things that's happened to me within the past few months is I started working on my BFF. They actually just had their drop this past week, but their whole thing is, okay, we wanna empower women. And so they're with some of the top influencers, they had Mila Kunis, they had Gwyneth Paltrow, they had so many others. Um, but basically, what their whole goal is is was to give people their first NFT. So they had this whole uh, educational uh, hour and a half long webinar the other day on a YouTube live. And then, as long as you went to that and signed up, they actually gave so many women the ability to get their first NFT. So they work with them to open up their wallet and then get it. And already, you're seeing how many more women are so now interested in this space. So for me, it's just trying to push people to take that first step because I feel like once they make that then the possibilities of coming in are endless
0: oh my gosh wait I love the start of your of start of it all because I see so much of myself in your original story because like saying like my dad always worked my mom was just home and I feel like that creates this like such a weird power dynamic that like plays a role in your head So like same thing with me like I wanted to just be like as financially stable as possible but for me that was just seen in like getting a full-time job and just like putting it into my 401k and like now that there's like so much more out there in terms of like other streams of income I feel like it's all my guy and I've talked to Hannah about this but it's like all of our guy friends like initiating these condos. and it's almost like well shoot I feel two steps behind already but like with what you're doing and like the things you're involved in like I don't know. You're just like creating a space of comfort for these conversations, which like is exciting to be part of and to hear.
2: And I don't know why that is where so many women are just like, okay, I'm going to be safe and put in money. And I've always been an investor in stocks. And I think it was like watching a lot of my close, honestly, guy friends, like make a shit ton of money in this space yeah I'm like, like why are they able like my one friend put in three thousand dollars in shib, doge and i forget the other one but he made over half of a million dollars over the course of a couple months and yeah of my really close friends and i'm like oh my what god the <laughs> hell like this is just not okay like like why? i don't want to miss out on that oh I definitely have FOMA when I heard that. So it's like, (laughs) I feel like so, but I barely hear at the time at least of any women having these crazy success stories. And it's aggravating because it's just like, okay, well, I'm working so hard. He got to quit his job, do whatever. And you like barely hear that from women. So I was like, okay, I need to take my cash other than what I had in stock markets and crypto. But I was sitting on a lot of cash and be like, I don't need this crazy amount of cash right now. It's not like it's making me barely any interest in the bank. So I basically took all my money out of my PNC bank account. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put it in different investments. And I started buying more crypto. I started buying way more Ethereum. And then I just started buying NFTs and then buying, selling, lost money, made money. Like it's gone ups and downs for sure. But at least I'm taking the chance.
1: Yeah, No, I, that is so cool. And I, exactly what Epso was saying when we were originally, when I originally Mm -hmm. pitched this episode, because I had met you um, and I know what you're all about. I came from like this place of great frustration. I feel like Epso, when I was talking to you about it, because I was like, why do I go out to dinner with my boyfriend and his friends? And all they talk about is, you know, which cryptos they're going to invest in and what's, you know, what's hot and what's not and what they think about different things. And like, I love my friends, but we don't have those conversations and why not? And like, I just constantly feel like I'm missing out and it frustrates me because I know obviously I'm, I'm just as capable, but I'm just not, I feel like I'm not in the inner circle and I'm not having the conversations that I need to have to like progress and really become a player in this space and understand what's going on. And, you know, I mean, I just think that I came from such a place of frustration. I'm like, we are talking to Alana and we are opening this up for our followers so that they yes. can feel this like an it's open not, office hour. It, yeah. <laughs> it's not a scary thing. And like, it's time to get
2: involved. And I think that's the thing is first off, I think women are less confident. Like men come to the table being like, even if they don't know anything, they're going to pretend like they know it. And I think for women, they're like, well, I want all the facts. I want to know everything. I don't want to sound stupid. And so you will always catch me though, pretty much at the guy's table. Like I was over with my friends the other day and these two, three guys were talking about investing. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go over there and hear, we're talking about random startups and stuff. And it's like, well, why aren't the women having the same conversation? Like it's interesting. It's fun and exciting, yeah. but there's such a different conversation where sometimes I'm like, okay, maybe it's just who I'm hanging out with or maybe it's just the people, but it's like, majority of women are not investing or talking about it the same way that men Men are are. and it's like I don't know why that is
0: yeah that's so and yeah that's so true I think that's something I know like a lot of like societal implications with that but I'm just curious like on your end with like having been in those conversations like I think Hannah and I were talking like we feel like one of the barriers is just like education and identifying like what to invest in and like identifying like reliable research and just like quote unquote like who or what to trust so like again I'm giving you like oh and what is one piece of advice like would you give to like someone who like kind of wants to start the conversation like a beginner so like, what's like a one piece of advice you would give a beginner and like learning about like how to invest in crypto or like nfts like what's the first step someone should take
2: yeah so I would start off saying don't go in thinking you're going to make this crazy amount of money because the second that you lose money, you're going to be like, okay, I'm out. I just lost a lot. Like this space is moving so quick. There's a lot of money to be made, but there's also a lot of money to be lost. And if I gave up the first time that I lost or that something didn't go my way or that a project failed when I thought I'd do well, I would have lost Mm -hmm. my first step in before I even went over the start line. So it's like, okay, first, like, take a certain amount of money, whatever that is for you and your net worth that really you don't care about losing. Whether that's $5,000, 10000 a 1000 things are so high right now that I'd probably say right around 5000 to see like, okay, I'm going to try a couple different projects and I, or whether that's buying a couple different cryptocurrencies. But right, I would really say right now BFF is just getting off the ground. It's not just because I'm now a part of this, but they're whole goal is to bring more women in. So they're sharing different guidebooks that could help women in this space. They're really just trying to reach out to those people that are too scared to have that first step. But I think it's get on Twitter. I think it's one of the best things that people always it talk is. about projects. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. There's so much noise. And the amount of time I've now spent on my computer on my phone, because I, I love Twitter now. But it's <laughs> It's just fine. Like I specifically love the women-led projects. Uh, mm-hmm. The world of women crypto chicks. There's so many at the time, but it's like you have to find ones that you truly believe in the people backing them or the mm-hmm. people who are investing in them. And then I'd say just get your first one, even if it goes to zero. At least if you like the art and you're standing for saying you're trying something new. And it's like anything else. It's just trying
0: in the beginning. That's totally. super true. Um, so I. I- kind of inspired because I'm on Twitter all the time too so would you say like just like if you're interested just like start following those accounts and then with like BFFs like let's say I wanted to like get involved with it like tomorrow like is that something I just like sign up for like how much would I have to like chip in just for those like guidebooks and stuff
2: so right now it's they don't have those guidebooks it's more just sharing public knowledge so they're sharing public ones are available um, but if you wanted their NFT that they currently drop, that's half an Ethereum as of an hour, which is like 1500, whatever Ethereum is today. Um, and, but right now you don't even need that. Like you don't have to go spend this crazy amount of money, just to step in. It's really just following those people and starting to become knowledgeable and starting to see what's out there, get on Twitter, follow these different projects. Yeah. Um, And then just like ask questions. Like, don't be afraid to message people, ask questions. I remember when I first hopped in, my boyfriend sent me this girl in crypto who was like having office hours. She's like, you could sign up. I want to, I think she was the same, want to give back to women. I'm going to have a soft star. I went and I, this is probably my awkwardest Zoom of all time. Like I had no idea what (laughs) to ask her because I didn't know anything. So I was just so like confused, but like, I just talked to her and got information. She gave me different podcasts, different books, and I was just like, that day I went on walk and listened one of the podcasts. And so it's stepping out your comfort zone and trying to just listen and get educated and just like read and look at however much you can.
0: One hundred percent. So and then Hannah and I were also talking about just like I know Twitter is like the hub and buzz of a lot of this info, but like a few Hannah just shared with me like a few weeks ago there was like a huge story in the news of this Indonesian college student who posted like his daily selfie collection um as NFTs as a joke and then became a millionaire which it just the collection just like blew up um and one of our like listeners sent in a question how do you know when an NFT will blow up like are there like patterns like is it just like the name of the game like do you have any thoughts on that
2: yeah, so I would say, like, sometimes yes, and sometimes no. Like, there are certain projects where you, there's invisible friends right now. There's over, like, 500,000 people basically trying to get on this whitelist for this project and trying to get this job. It's going to be successful. And it's going to be way more than what it takes to mint it right now. Um, But sometimes you just don't know. So that's why I say like follow the art or follow kind of the project and the roadmap that they have and what you think is backing them. And then I personally follow different people that I like. Like there's this um, spaces on Twitter called Rug Radio and it's by this guy Farouk. And he actually dropped an NFT for Rug Radio and did really well. But he always talks about projects in that. And so that's somebody that I follow that I really like his voice. I like when he speaks. I feel like he's not just telling you a random project to try to sell you on it, but he actually believes in it and tells you why he believes in it. So
1: what about, um, so I know we've talked a lot about art and, you know, kind of just, I feel like finding your own style, what inspires you in this space and following that. I was reading the other day that, the super bowl tickets this year will be actually like their own nft um and i feel like i'm hearing that more and more like certain events will have like their own nft associated with the ticket or whatever is that like if i were to go to the super bowl and get that nft next weekend is that like a form of investing or like how is that different than finding an NFT collection that I like and purchasing like one of those guys daily selfies and watching it blow up.
2: So I'd say a hundred percent. It's the same. Like whether you were to go there and get one or you were to pay money to get one, you're still getting your first NFT. Yeah. And I think by then getting it at the same role, you're seeing the utility behind it because those tickets really might resell. It's like being about like a really cool medal of like a gold Olympian, maybe not to that extent, but some people would still pay for those even though they didn't win the gold medal. So it's like right. that Super Bowl ticket could easily become something in this space because they want to be able to show off that they were there, that they could afford this ticket, whatever their flex is for wanting this NFT Super Bowl ticket. Um, but I know Coachella is doing one where you could buy this NFT and now you have a lifetime of Coachella tickets. So Really? Yeah.
1: I did not see that yet. Wow, that is yeah. so
2: Mm-hmm. So all these different uh, brands and companies, I feel like are going to be jumping in more and more.
1: 100%. I've 100%. that's why I was wondering, you know, what's the difference, but I guess they each hold their own individual value, what it means to you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So one of the things that got brought up in our pod meeting with the rest of our team the other day was that we wanted to address with you is I, EPSA brought up like education, there's so much noise, but one of the th- things that I feel like we can't ignore with the noise is that there's pretty blatantly two sides of this whole argument and the whole world. Um, and so we see like one side being all in this conversation we've had, celebrities we know spending millions of dollars on their NFT collections, Reese Witherspoon tweeting that this is the future and are you planning for your digital wallets and everything like that. Um, But then we see, like I was reading this article this morning um, titled why the big short guys think Bitcoin is a bubble that talked about how some of the hedge fund guys that predicted the housing market crash back in 2007 are publicly saying today that like they expect crypto to eventually crash as well. And so we see these like two pretty polarized views on the market and this whole world that we're talking about right now. Um, What do you have to, I mean, I think we know which side you're on, but you said you started as a skeptic. Like, what do you have to say to the other side now that you're so deeply entrenched in this world?
2: So I would say most people into NFTs and myself included would be naive if they didn't say that we're in a bubble. We are completely in the internet bubble. There's NFT projects of where these random PFP. And when I say PFP, I mean like profile picture ones, like how you see the animals, the students, Twitter and stuff, but that's going to crash. Like, there's no doubt that somebody will not be spending $50,000 to go a hundred grand probably as I'd say, like go get an ape as their profile picture. But I think it's kind of like the internet and that's what people say it feels like. It's like, at the end of the day, it's going to crash. And 95% of these projects are going to fail by the end, but it's those few that are going to come out of it. that are going to make the future. And so I think when I say invest and like the art or like the people backing it, because when these random animal ones go, or whatever the case may be, robotos, and they're like a startup, like they just raise millions of dollars. And now they have to do something about it. And some of them already have a company and then do an NFT drop or some do an NFT drop. But then they're like, oh shoot, we just raised $5 million. Now we have to go like show these people that we're building something. And so we are without a doubt in a bubble, but it's like knowing that and going in and just being careful. And there's gonna be ones that succeed out of this because I still do believe that The ability to have that digital ownership is so important and that ability to really just have the cryptocurrency that could be a digital currency of the future is like you see so many more people accepting it and utilizing it. So I think things are going to come out of it. It's just a matter of which one.
1: Totally. I think that was a great way, great way to put it, kind of put my mind at ease. I was like, yes, you're right.
0: Even if it, let's say like crypto is like all oh, this like crashes, there could always be something new and always be something else that comes similar to this after. I just hope like we don't push it away, like as women immediately, like we dive in further um, in like the, the beginning.
2: Like it should be okay to have these conversations to talk to people and should be like, yeah, like maybe you'll invest. And maybe you won't, but at least you're learning and you're growing and so when the man next to you are having that conversation, you're not as intimidated to go there and ask questions and just feel a little bit more knowledgeable going in. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. And it's almost like kind of shoving away the idea of like, oh, that's just like, I guess just like shoving away the idea of like only being okay with like being border, like having borderline knowledge about it. Like I literally texted my friend a simple question and I was like, hey, like he owns an NFT. And I was like, what if I just screen, like very simple, I was like, what if someone just screenshots it? Like, how do you, like, don't I own that the question's as simple as that I'm like dang I wish I knew the answer to that versus like asking him or I wish I had like a chat with my friends about it
2: yeah but that. it's you asking the question they yeah. shouldn't even be ashamed that you had to ask it's like good. yeah you're asking like yeah. it's the people that don't ask I think it's a bigger problem and I hope that they change their view being like yeah like let me just ask my friend I I sound stupid but you don't sound stupid like you're asking but you you think you sound stupid by asking.
1: Yeah, I was like, hey. um, It seems like such a simple question, but when you think about it, it's not, like, it's not, it's not. It's There's way
2: more to it. How are you supposed to know? You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. It's like, you could use it, but I think the royalties they'll give back to the users or, like, the people who own it and the intellectual property within that picture could be used. Like, there's so much, there's so much more to that one question than you think. And, exactly no
1: questions are stupid because we're all still learning yeah and you're not you don't come out of the womb you know intuitively knowing knowing, intuitively knowing about the blockchain you just don't so you're right (laughs) I feel like it's such a all those questions are so fair and I've tried to challenge myself to ask more and more and just like get involved and you know even if it's just like $100 $100 like once a month when I can like just getting us some skin in the game I feel like and having like a coinbase wallet or something like some kind of wallet or like Alana you're saying like just some skin in the game like NFT wise I feel like for me that really helps like getting a little bit of skin in the game and I know Alana you touched on it like maybe finding whatever's disposable for you right now and you know just trying it out I think for me that is the most helpful way to get involved with something like this and challenge myself to learn more because, you know, once you put your money in, you're like, okay, what what am I doing? What do
2: I? I think Coinbase too lets you put like a hundred dollars a month automatically. So it's just yeah, like,
1: okay, yeah, it feels super, you know, super beginner for what at least what I'm doing. And I mean, after this conversation, I'm I want to challenge myself to take more risks. But in How the beginning. You- let me dip my feet in the water <laughs> yeah, yeah it's
2: like okay if you could go spend a hundred dollars tonight at dinner with like a drink Easy. in california yeah. like you could go ahead and put in a hundred dollars a month and buy Ethereum. and right. you might lose my like hey my cost basis right now on bitcoin is way higher than where it's at but i'm like you know what i've learned so much over the course of the past year that it's like i challenge yeah. anybody to try it and just see what happens because you like, the $100 is not going to kill you. And it's yeah. more, it's, a, you're paying to learn and yeah. just continue to grow, so.
0: Yes, it's also cool saying, like, you were part of, like, this movement and you had, like, a st- like a stake in it. Like, that's yeah. in, like, 10 years from now, this could have crashed. Because I'm like, yeah, I actually participated in that. Here's some fun stories I have out of it. Like, yeah, that's kind of how I'm approaching it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm going to crash. No, yeah. I will, but...
0: <laughs> right.
1: No, I like that Epsa. Okay. Well, I feel like the way we should wrap this up is I know we've obviously touched on so much good stuff. We could probably talk about it forever. And, um, I know I could, but Alana for you, I mean, you have so much going on. I know you're working on different projects and you have trading female, your persona online. um, what would you say if you could put it into a couple sentences here is your goal for your online persona and trading female? And what do you want to do for like what kind of mark do you want to leave in this space?
2: That's so hard. So, my goal originally was to quit my job in sales, no offense, Hannah, because I know you started <laughs> together, and uh, work in BC and invest in the future. But right now, like, and I, the reason why I have it in my bio, it is to have these conversations and to bring more women and make them feel financially independent and empowered. Because I mean, I mentioned this in the beginning, like, I love my mom, and she was the best mom ever. But I want to make sure that when I am older, I feel financially independent, and I am challenging myself every day. And I want other women to do the same. And I want us to be at the table where we're growing together as like all of us together having these conversations, investing, whether we're losing money or gaining at the end of the day, we're all growing. And so I'd say I will feel successful if I continue to grow, meet more people and then bring them into the space too.
0: You can listen to our podcasts weekly on Spotify or Apple Music and find our blog at thereimaginedpodcast.com. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn at thereimaginedpodcast to stay up to date on all the things we're
2: reimagining.